Good evening. Welcome to Channel 17's Town Meeting Television. I'm Seth Leonard. I'll be hosting this evening. Thanks for joining us for a very special part of our series in February on town meeting materials. This is your opportunity to connect with local issues that you're probably going to see on your ballots uh, come the first Tuesday in March when you go to vote and, and be a civic participant. So spring is the air, democracy is in the air, and we're really happy and excited today to welcome the town of Williston. We'll be going through budget items as well as the ballot items that voters there will see in their community. And as a reminder, you can tune into all of these uh, sessions for uh, community forums, both with candidates and budget and ballot item presentations on CCTV's Channel 17's website. They also have a YouTube channel, which is a new addition. And after you go vote on town meeting day, make sure to get back to your computer as quickly as possible and you can see the live results uh, roll in. It's really exciting. There's a great energy about it all and celebrate the fact that you participated uh, in your community's decision-making process and see how things worked out. So today I'm really excited to be joined by three great guests from the town of Williston. So uh, starting with Eric Wells, assistant town manager. Welcome, Eric. Rick McGuire, the town manager for Williston and Shirley Goodell Lackey, who's the finance director for the town of Williston. And it looks from things like, Rick, you have a pretty busy ballot this year, so I'll turn it over to you guys to get rocking and rolling. Well, thank you, Seth, and, and thank you for hosting this session. It's always a lot of fun to do each year. Uh, there, there's a, quite a few articles we want to touch on, a lot of issues in these, so we're going to kind of move along at a, a rapid pace here. Uh, and the, uh, we're going to cover an article, Article 4, which is actually a discussion item on the town meeting agenda where uh, we're going to be talking about what types of things the town should be doing as far as winter maintenance on sidewalks. We're going to talk about this evening Article 6, which is the town budget. We're going to talk about Article 7, which is a bond vote on uh, re replacing a bridge culvert, a major bridge culvert in town. And finally, we have articles 8, 9, and 10, which are all charter changes, and Eric's going to talk a little bit about those. Just a quick reminder before you roll in, one of my main jobs as a guest is to remind folks that if you're watching this on uh, February the 19th, that's a Wednesday, you can call in at 802-862-3966 if you want to participate. Again, that's 802-862-3966. We welcome your calls and questions. Back to you guys. So we'll start off with Eric, who's going to talk about Article 4. Thanks, Rick. And thanks, Seth, for having us on today. So we're going to talk about uh, public sidewalks winter maintenance. And you'll see from this photo uh, from the storm a couple weeks ago, someone on our public works crew active at work clearing our sidewalks. Mm -hmm. So this is an article for discussion only. It'll be taking place during town meeting at, at the Wilson Central School on March 2nd. There'll be no vote. The article asks whether the town should maintain all public sidewalks and paved recreation paths during the winter months. So let's take a look at where we are currently. There's 30 miles of sidewalk and recreation paths in town. Wow. And about 15 and a half miles of those sidewalks and paths are plowed by our public works department right now. To plow all of these paths and sidewalks, you need to add about 14 miles. So one plow maintains the current sidewalks and, and paths. And it's quite the piece of equipment, as you can see from the photo there. Mm -hmm. It takes around five hours for that plow to plow the current maintained sidewalk sections during a four-inch snowstorm. Granted, the storm from a couple weeks ago was not a four-inch snowstorm. Mm -hmm. It was falling at about one to two inches per hour, I think. Um, so with something like that, it, it takes much longer. So the roads are cleared first under our winter operations policy. Then our crew um, 
works to get the sidewalks cleared. Mm -hmm. Adding more sidewalks or paths to maintain would need another piece of equipment, another sidewalk plow. So I'll pull up our next slide here. So this kind of illustrates some current costs and future costs. Um, put some numbers with the discussion. And a reminder, these aren't in the FY21 <coughs> budget for added costs from where we are right now. It's just for discussion at town meeting. Mm -hmm. So our current cost for sidewalk plowing that 15 and a half miles is just under $17,000 each winter. A new sidewalk plow would cost about $130,000. If we were to add that piece of equipment in the shorter term, we'd look at a financial arrangement called a lease purchase agreement. And we would finance that over the short term. So our estimate for the equipment and operational costs for a second plow would be another $43,000 a year for five years. Mm. So that would put our costs to maintain all 30 miles of sidewalks at about $63,000 a year. So this article is really asking residents what level of service should the town provide? Some sidewalks and path winter maintenance currently? Everything? Or maybe none? Uh, there's a wide spectrum to discuss here on what level of service residents would like to receive. And of course, there's a cost consideration that goes with that and trying to balance everything out in our budget. Mm -hmm. um, the town has a policy to consider adding segments of sidewalk on a case-to-case -case basis with some broad criteria the select board um, considers each December when those requests come in. So this is a look at Article 4. We look forward to having a good discussion town meeting night. So it's advisory only for folks at home? Advisory only. It would uh, help inform maybe when we're doing the FY22 budget if we would look to add a second sidewalk plow at that time. The boards really sees this as a good platform to get feedback from residents on this level of service. Great. Well, thank you, Eric, for that. So that's uh, one of the articles. Uh, the second article is the, uh, the probably the most important one to me anyway, and that's the uh, budget. Uh, it's Article 6. It will not be voted on on Monday night. It'll be uh, voted on the following day, on Tuesday. But uh, following the annual meeting uh, Monday night, we will have a, a public informational session as we have in prior years. And there'll be an opportunity for people to ask questions and get some feedback um, about the, the whole budget and the budget process. Uh, so the budget itself is a document that um, is more than just numbers. And uh, in fact, in some respects, the numbers are maybe lesser important than the issues that are um, really part of the budget. And the budget is a, a plan for the services that a municipality provides. And it's a plan for the expenditures, the, the costs of those services, and it's a plan for the revenues or funds you need to pay for those services. And so I, I think it's important to keep that in mind when you're talking about a budget because it, it's really a plan for the services that the community wishes to have. And the town does provide a significant number of services. You know, you think of the normal ones of police protection, for example, but um, we did an analysis of all the different services provided by each department, and we found that there are actually over 100 different types of services provided by the various town departments. So that's significant. And, uh, but you know, we do provide the basic services that most people recognize are services of municipality, and that includes police protection, fire suppression, uh, emergency medical services, parks and recreation, library services, and of course, uh, election and land records. And uh, there's a host of other well-recognized services. Um, so that's really the important part of a budget. Budgets also, of course, do include numbers. Uh, 
And um, I'm going to turn to Shirley as our finance director to talk a little bit about the numbers of our budget. Thanks, Rick. Our FY21 budget proposal is $11.7 million uh, as compared to $11.5 million for FY20. Mm -hmm. So we have approximately $176,000 increase, which um, represents about a 1.5% um, increase from last year. The majority of that increase is related to benefits and wages, which is about 170,000 of that. We are seeing a 2% cost of living increase based on a current index. And again, the cost of healthcare, of course, has been rising dramatically for everyone. Um, and for the town, the healthcare cost increase is going to be about $85,000 in the FY21 budget. In regards to salaries and benefits, um, there are just two changes and positions for the town this year. We are adding a part-time librarian position, mm -hmm. um, which will help coordinate adult programs and um, assist the youth librarian. And then our part-time parks and rec coordinator will become a full-time position. And Sue, if we could just get that number on the screen so folks can see at home the, um, the number that Shirley had referenced, that'd be great. So there's that 1.5% change. Yeah, Homer isn't particularly happy yeah, with yeah. the numbers, <laughs> um, but you know, they are what they are. Hey, this is, yes. a, as folks are diving into this, and I know you'll touch on this towards the end, but Folks can register at Town Hall right now, can get engaged if they need to sign up to vote. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, and the annual report is now ready at the Town Hall, and we also have a flyer that's going out to all um, homeowners probably tomorrow, which is uh, February 20th. Um, the next chart that you will see on your screen, it's a um, pie chart of the expenses, the town expenses. And the public safety and the public works budget makes up approximately 56% of the expenditures of the town, um, equating to about $6.6 .6 million. Um, the next largest um, expense in the budget are capital expenditures and um, debt, which is about 14% of the budget or $1.6 million, split about 50-50 between FY21 capital purchases and um, um, debt service and for things like public safety public works that's inclusive totally inclusive of the employee costs things like benefits absolutely okay. all cost included yep and that knows that public works um, public safety includes of course highway town roads um, fire service police service ambulance service makes up those that piece of the budget and our last um, pie chart is um, the operating revenue of the town. And you can see that approximately 50%, 49% of the budget comes from property taxes. Um, and another 27% is coming from our local option tax, which has on sales and rooms and meals. Um, that those two things combined are 76% of our, the town's overall revenue with all the other little pieces of that pie individually less than 10%. So um, the sales and the 1% local options tax has been very beneficial, but it's also very volatile based on, you know, what the economy is doing, mm -hmm. you know, what spendable income is. Yeah, and I yes. think you'll find in other communities, if you looked at a similar pie chart, you would see the property tax portion uh, much larger than what you see in Williston. Mm -hmm. 
And for things people may not um, see on there, for example, water, wastewater fees they might pay. Um, this is the general fund, That's correct? correct. And That's then, correct. Then separate, you have special funds that voters probably aren't addressing in this meeting. That's separate. correct, yeah. Well, there's a, we have a water fund, sewer fund, and stormwater fund that are all separate from this and are not part of the voting. Right. You're correct. In fact, at this point, we don't even have the budget completed. Sure, we'll be doing those over the next couple months. Great. Thank you. Good question. So um, the big question that most people have uh, after they learn about the budget numbers is, well, how much is it going to cost me? Mm. And so um, I, I want to talk a minute about that and then um, also do a, a show a comparison of what other communities pay in terms of property taxes. So uh, if the budget is approved um, as proposed, it most likely will result in a, about a half cent increase. The actual municipal tax rate is set in June of each year by the select board, and, and part of that is they have to wait until the grand list is finalized, which is normally in, in April of each year or close to April. And once we get the grand list finalized, which is our tax base, then we know what, look at the expense uh, expenditures that are needed for um, the, are supported by the property tax, and then we can set the tax rate. Mm -hmm. So a half cent is what we're projecting. And uh, what that means is for a property owner that has a property value of uh, $100,000, their taxes would increase by about $8. Yep. Um, so if it's a $400,000 home, that would be um, four times that for $32 for the, the year. Mm -hmm. This chart that we have on the screen actually shows the total tax rate increases over a five-year period. Mm. So if you look over the entire five-year period, the total change is actually only $14 over that five-year period. So, um, and that's per $100,000 in value. Mm -hmm. And so really the tax have been fairly stable uh, over the past few years in Williston and we haven't seen any significant increases, at least on the municipal tax rate level. Mm. So. Here's the uh, chart that I wanted to share with you about uh, what other communities um, have. Uh, this is a comparison of the municipal tax rates across Chittenden County. And uh, to show where Williston is, I, I, uh, it doesn't show up on this chart, but um, anyway, there was an arrow that I tried to place on here that didn't show up. It shows Williston near the bottom. In fact, we're the um, next to last town on this chart. The only town that has a, a lower tax municipal tax rate than Williston is the town of Charlotte, mm -hmm. and they have a far different level of services that, that is provided in Williston. So um, that's uh, I see Winooski is at the top. There, yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> Don't want to rub it in as a former. Yeah, slightly different landmass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is true. That is true. So to get back to uh, where I started this discussion was focusing on services. And occasionally we do get thanks from people who receive the services. And it's not always people that are residents. Uh, we received a thank you this past fiscal year from someone who was from Essex Junction and uh, wanted to thank our police department. Mm. Um, and they were in Williston as part of a protest. So um, the letter says, um, my heartfelt thanks to you and your department for your respectful presence at the Never Again protest, which was yesterday, according to this letter. 
If your officers felt a challenging juxtaposition during the march, it was not apparent in their demeanor. Please share my gratitude. And this was sent to our police chief. And so uh, we certainly appreciate that kind of feedback. And, uh, you know, it, it's one of the services we provide, <laughs> um, uh, you know, making sure that people are safe during uh, protests. Mm -hmm. So. And you brought up the impact, Rick, to a, what a homeowner might um, feel in terms of a, a rate increase. Um, in, in Williston, I think a lot of um, the, the surrounding area probably thinks it's having a fairly large commercial base, too. And, of course, those businesses will also bear some of that responsibility with a tax rate yes. adjustment as well. Yes, that's correct. So uh, that's what we had as a, an overview on the budget, um, but there are some other issues, as I mentioned earlier, so I'm gonna dive right in. Uh, the next issue I wanna talk about is uh, Article 7, which has to do with a bond vote on, uh, in the amount of 900,000, and this is for the replacement of a major bridge culvert in town. Um, and I wanna tell a little bit of story about this because it has a long history. Mm. Uh, it started in April of 2017, uh, there was a, uh, I don't know, a series of storms, and uh, at some point someone noticed there was a, what looked like a small pothole. And when we investigated further, it turns out it wasn't a small pothole. What had happened is water had gotten over and above and around this big culvert and washed the fill that was around this culvert. So what was a, looked like a pothole was actually a huge void underneath the pavement surface. Hmm. And this pothole was just a tiny opening into that void. So we had to close the road immediately and try to figure out what to do next. And what we figured out is to come up with a temporary solution and we were able to borrow a bridge from the state of Vermont wow. and had that installed by the end of April the same year. Uh, and that bridge uh, is still in place right now. Uh, and, uh, but once we got the bridge in place, that was just a temporary solution. And so the next step was to try to figure out, well, what do we want there as a permanent solution? Mm -hmm. And so we started a process of hiring a consultant and doing the design work to figure out what kind of uh, culvert and setup we wanted. And in October of 2018, there was a, a, a meeting held with the Wilson Select Board to review various alternative arrangements uh, or setups. And the, at that meeting, the Select Board did choose one. Uh, this happens to be a culvert that serves a stream, the Muddy Brook, that is the town boundary line with South Burlington. So South Burlington had to go through a similar process of looking at the alternatives. And fortunately, the city of South Burlington City Council reached the same conclusion that the Wilson Select Board did as far as alternatives, and they selected one. But then, in um, October of 2019, we had a major storm event. And this storm event, this is a picture of the culvert um, uh, that existed uh, before the major storm event in 2019. This is what it looked like in 2019. Oh. The culvert is floating down the stream, uh, but it did more than just float that culvert down the stream. It also eroded the base to the bridge itself. Mm -hmm. So we had to immediately close the bridge and figure out what to do next. And one of the things um, we were able to work out is uh, the state and federal government stepped in and said, we'll fund temporary repairs to this temporary bridge. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, they uh, th again this this event was in the end of October. By the end of December, we had a, uh, a fix completed, and the bridge was able to reopen. Um, so that that was a major undertaking, and it also had a major impact on commuters because that's a major thoroughfare. Mm -hmm. Now the. Um, since 2018, the consultant has been working on the design, coming up with the uh, final design, and, and that's about 90% complete. Mm. Uh, the permitting process still needs to be undertaken. We have to, of course, get funding approval for the replacement costs, which are $1.8 And uh, assuming that the bond votes are approved in both Williston and in South Burlington, we expect, or hope anyway, that construction can begin in the fall of 2020 and then from there it's about a nine-month process to complete it and so if we start in the fall of 2020 the work could be completed by the spring of 2021 wow. so it's about a nine-month process as I said so uh, this next slide will show um, the uh, alternative that was selected this is kind of a cross-section view mm -hmm. of the alternative that was selected by both communities uh, at the cost of 1.8 million. And one of the factors they considered, both boards considered, was the cost. The other was the design. And uh, one of the factors they liked about this particular design was the separation between the motor vehicles and pedestrians and bicyclists. Mm -hmm. There's a green space, a 10-foot green space between the road um, and the, uh, the pedestrian walkway. Right now, there is no pedestrian walkway. Mm -hmm. And so this is a major improvement to that facility. That $1.8 million number there at the top, that's a, that's a big number, especially yes. when you reference it to your, your larger budget. If the taxpayers were absorbing right. all of that impact, right. How, right. That would, how that would right. affect them. Well, fortunately, as I said, it's a bridge that spans two different communities. Yeah. And South Burlington is going to be paying half that cost, and Williston be, will be paying the other half. So Williston taxpayers are going to be asked, to bond for um, a $900,000 value mm. for over a 20-year period. The cost of each taxpayer will be about $3 per year per $100,000 in value. Um, I believe that it goes down over time, but uh, in any case, that's the cost that we're estimating at this point. So it's a substantial cost, but it's also a major culvert, and uh, it will be if it's once it's installed, it'll be a major improvement for the community, both communities. Is that is that expense and and thus the revenue is that flowed through a capital budget of sorts, or is it actually direct debt service out of the general fund? Debt service out of the general fund. Yep. Okay. But, but planning for it is part of our capital Cap budget process. Yes. Got it. Okay. So uh, that's um, what I had to talk about on that. And now we have uh, several charter change mm -hmm. issues. And I'm going to turn the floor over to Eric to talk about that. And I'll pass this little changer to you. Thanks, Rick. Yeah, we have three articles for charter changes uh, for consideration at town meeting. I'll, I'll start with Article 8. Um, so this applies to a practice of self-governance to allow the town to make some decisions related to its charter without approval at the state level. So a brief history lesson. Vermont is a Dillon's Rule state, meaning municipalities are creatures of the state of Vermont, and as such must have permission from the state to define governing terms in the charter. 
John Dillon was an Iowa judge. Uh, he's the namesake of Dillon's rule, stemming from his 1868 decision that determined the bounds of a local government's legal authority. For folks interested in learning more about Dillon's rule and home rule, it's an interesting Google search if you're looking for something to do mm -hmm. some night. Um, so currently, a charter change approved by a municipality in Vermont has to then be approved by the legislature to become law. As such, the legislature can modify or strike charter changes that were approved at the local level. So what we're looking to do in this proposal, it's in section two of our charter, it's on the screen here, the exact language. Um, it would allow any charter provision approved for any other municipality to be adopted by a majority of Wilson's voters as a provision in the town's charter without the need to obtain approval from the Vermont legislature. Mm. So thinking behind this, if one municipality is able to do something under charter, that any other municipality should be granted the same authority if it is the will of the people of that municipality. Hmm. So that's the concept we're getting at here to um, see if the voters are supportive of that measure, and then it would go to the legislature for, for their consideration at that point. Right. It'll be interesting to see how the legislature reacts to that if, if it gets to that point. I was going to ask if the legislator agreed or not. That's good. <laughs> we'll see. If we get there, it'll be an interesting discussion in the House Government Operations Committee, I'm sure. Okay. So now we'll... Uh, We've got about three and a half, four minutes left, so whatever, whatever else folks might see on the ballot this year. Sure. Yeah, we're right on schedule, actually. <laughs> last two items. So uh, Article 9 is in Section 16 of the Charter. Um, this would provide the town manager with the ability to hire or remove the library director with the advice and consent from the library board of trustees through a majority vote. So we were looking at some other charter changes last summer when we went through a process to hire our new director, Jane Kearns, and we realized the charter was silent on hiring authority. Mm. Um, since we were working on these amendments, figured it was a good time to address this as, as part of this charter proposal. Um, the manager's office and trustees have worked well historically on this, and this really just formalizes a process and a practice here. I think it's important to note that this particular change has been supported by both the Library Board of Trustees and the Select Board. Mm -hmm. And I, I think the other point is that this matches what has been the current practice for mm -hmm. many years. Mm -hmm. So the, it, effectively, it's there's no change, but it clarifies the language in the charter, which was certainly not clear at, mm -hmm. at this point. Then we have one more charter um, change for uh, consideration, Article 10. So this is a new section, it would be section 21. It would define a process to reach resolution in the event of a contract impasse between the town and any public safety employee collective bargaining unit. Mm. So to back up, there's a change in state law in 2019 that requires arbitration to take place if an impasse in a public safety collectively bargained contract exists for 20 days after the release of a fact finder's report. So when you have arbitration, it leads to decisions being made by a third party as to how to allocate local tax dollars as dictated by the terms of a local union contract. So our change in charter is to define a process if an impasse were to ever occur during a negotiation process between one of our public safety unions. The process would look like an existing contract would remain in place and, until the impasse is resolved. Mediation would then take place first. If mediation goes to fact finding, the fact finder's report would be released and the impasse can use for 60 days after. Arbitration could be considered, considered then, but only if both sides agree. Mm. This formalizes a process and it wouldn't require the town to follow that 2019 change to state law for binding arbitration. Well, thank you, Eric. So 
all these issues we've talked about this evening are going to be talked about again at town meeting, which is March 2nd, Monday, March 2nd. It's coming up soon. Uh, the meeting starts at 7 p.m. and it'll be held at the Williston Central School Auditorium, as it has been in years past. And, and we'll, we'll, give, uh, we'll go into these issues in a lot more detail and we'll give people an opportunity to ask questions and explore the issues in much greater depth. Uh, following the town meeting uh, the next day on March 3rd, Tuesday, they'll be voting. Uh, starts at 7 a.m. and ends at 7 p.m. And the voting this year will be at the National Guard Armory, which is in, right in the center of the village uh, of the town. So um, people get a chance to vote on each of these articles, uh, at least articles 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, and they also get a chance to vote on the, the elective offices that are um, up for this year. So um, that's uh, pretty much it, uh, and we thank you again for the opportunity to talk about our budget. We always find it interesting. I don't know if everyone else does, but no. it's always a, a, a lot of fun to come in and talk about. Well, I think, uh, too, it's a reflection, of, while it's a, a, a group of numbers, it's a reflection of a tremendous amount of work on behalf of your council, your, your select board in your case, and all the staff at the city um, that work really hard to get the point of presenting this to the voters and right. all the work behind the scene. And we'll, we'll see you the same place and same time next year? Uh, not me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not me. Um, I'm retiring at the end of this fiscal year. Uh -huh. um, one important thing I forgot to mention is the um, budget and all these charter changes were 100% approved by the select board and supported by them. So that's an important thing to yeah. keep in mind moving forward here. Well, and I'm sure the community of Wilson is extremely appreciative for your tenure of service and all the work that you did. Um, if you mentioned it, that the budget's more than just a group of numbers, what does this budget do for Williston? Um, wh what if you just left one last sentence of what this budget does and what it means, what would that be? Well, it's, it's about the services and, and the people that receive those services. Um, they, re they come to rely on those, and that's important. Congratulations on your hard work and service, and that's a great legacy to leave behind Thank you, Rick. So thanks for joining us again on uh, Town Meeting Day Forums. Remember, you uh, can get out and vote and register now. You can visit the town website um, for Williston and find out more details about that and make sure that you're on time for the town meeting and then also for voting between 7 and 7 on Tuesday, March the 3rd. We're incredibly appreciative of you joining us tonight and hope to see you out at the polls and thanks very much for being civically engaged. Have a great evening. Thank you very much. Thank you all. Mm. Thanks. Thank you.